shot package is saying farewell. The sleeper simulant is now within our hands, and the Destiny DLC model could be changing. All that and more coming up. You're listening to Destiny the Soul. Welcome, Guardians. Welcome, everybody, to Destiny, the show number 66. Joining me, as always, is my great co-host, Diddy. How was your week, man? Very busy. I didn't get a lot of Destiny in. No? Not too much? No, not too much. We busy. raided on yeah. Friday, didn't we? Yes, we did. We did raid was, on Friday. Yeah, was that was a good raid. Good raid. Have you gotten any armor pieces? I've not gotten any armor pieces. I have the gloves and the chest piece. I still need the helmet mm. and the boots. And it's actually funny you mentioned that. My boots are the only armor piece I have or weapon under 300. They're 291. Yeah. And it's just dragging me down. I can reach 303 light, but if I get like 300 boots, it's going to boost me up to 305 instantly. Mm, And it's just like I can't get over 303 because of my boots. Yeah, I'm at that 303, 304 juncture, and it's like, need more. The only weapons I've gotten, I've not, no armor, just a bunch of shards, obviously. The only weapons are the Smite Moraine, which is the pulse rifle, the shotgun, and the HMG. And the HMG is so fun in Crucible because of Cocoon, which is really nice. I haven't tried the shotgun out at all, but I really would like some raid armor gear because I think it looks, at least the uh, Warlock chest looks pretty cool there. So not a lot of des- Destiny this week. Did you do anything else gaming related or anything cool? I watched some League of Legends Worlds videos. Yep. Those are, that's super hype right now. Mm. super hype it's it's getting awesome yeah all right well very good uh the london portion of it is coming up is it not that's correct the quarterfinals all right very cool well i think we should hop into today's news News. first up we have the red bull clash course which is a red bull pve tournament that occurs on college campuses i'm really disappointed that this wasn't advertised a little bit more i may might have made a trek uh to where there were events in colorado but it began the qualifiers began in september they're running through october and there's a couple in november if you go to redbullclashcourse.com you can see where all the campuses are where this is occurring the way it works is you get to use your guardian's account but you need to either have a team of three or be joined up with somebody at the event to create a fire team of three and the goal is to get through all three of the Taken King strikes as quickly as possible, excluding PS4. I'm talking about Saber, the Sunless Cell, and the Shield Brothers strike to get through all three of those strikes as quickly as possible. And if you basically win the event at your campus, then you get flown out to the Red Bull Studios in Los Angeles for the finals. It's cool to see Red Bull not only supporting uh, the PvP side of it, because about a month and a half ago they did a PvP tournament at their LA studios, but now they're getting involved a little bit with the PvE portion of things. So pretty cool. Diddy, what are your thoughts on this? I think it's awesome. Uh, you know, it's Red Bull's all about doing the fastest stuff, right? Doing the best and the fastest and doing PVE speedruns is really awesome. And I actually just pulled up the, the the calendar here and the one that's near me, date to be determined. So I'm just like, oh, come on. <laughs> but I know it's sometime in November. So maybe I'll maybe I'll see if I can do something about that. Maybe a DTS, maybe I fly out there, we go crush your campus, you know? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it, yo. 
Well, that's pretty cool. I wish they would have, uh, like I said, this kind of came out of the blue. I didn't, the only place I saw this was a Planet Destiny video this week, and I was like, oh, that's cool. It started in September. Where were the ads for this? I don't know. Let's talk about the weekly update. Shot package is saying farewell. Where's it going, Diddy? Goodbye. And what's replacing it? What is it? Crowd control? um, Battle runner, I think. I don't remember the exact list, but I will pull it up. But let's see. It's going to be replaced by, let's see, close and or personal crowd control or knee pads. So if you have a shotgun, basically, if you have a shotgun with shot package, with the deployment of update 2.0.1, which is coming this Tuesday, October 13th, any shotgun with shot package will now have close and or personal crowd control or knee pads. And the reason they're doing this is because, well, shotguns still are pretty powerful at longer ranges within the Crucible. What do you think of this change, Diddy, and how is this going to affect PvP? It's not going to help that much. I'm going to be honest, I really don't think so. Because the high-impact shotguns, the reason they're so powerful is because the base range stat can be amplified so much, you know? You put, what is it, small bore on there? Increases the range. Range finder is not being touched, which really surprises me. I know they nerfed it, but it's still really effective. And with the removal of shot package, you're going to be looking at knee pads, range finders, Felwinter's Lie that's going to be the role and the the amazing fell winters from the first iron banner or maybe it's the second iron banner is still great you know rangefinder Mm -hmm. hammerbore and i can't remember the last one but it just it's just the base range stat i think they all need to and it's not only (laughs) the range stat it's combined with the highest impact right so yes i have even though it's low rate of fire and the, the impact is so high even if i hit you at max range it still does so much damage that it's going to hurt regardless mm-hmm. i just i don't think uh removing shot package is going to be enough i'm pleased though to be honestly i'll take the other side of the coin i've kind of abandoned shotguns uh <laughs> as of like the launch of the taken king a little bit before i've just been sniping a ton more it's a lot of fun and up close and personal, if I misposition myself, I continually lose to shotguns, especially those good old fell winters. You can definitely tell when somebody's got the beautiful roll fell winters, and you're like, nice snipe, good sir, nice snipe. <laughs> you know, it's important to note here that uh, I think it was John Wisniewski, the uh, PvP, yes, I said right, the senior designer for uh, multiplayer, I believe, says that even though shot package is going away right now, expect to continue seeing shotguns used to great effect by crucible warriors each class allows for movement optimizations that let players quickly close gaps so this is still going to be uh you know shotguns are still going to be very viable in the crucible and i don't think this is a uh, a total nerf to the class itself right i think they still want to see shotguns continuing to be that close range get off me bro weapon so overall i'm really happy about this i'm interested to uh see you know what the new shotgun like the preferred shotgun role will become if that's like a rangefinder shoddy then maybe that is i want to take a second though and shout out um planet destiny's crucible radio it's a pvp podcast and they had john wisniewski on this last week to discuss all deep stuff pvp and it's worth it for one 10 minute section in particular where uh, john explains how the accuracy stat works and basically your range accuracy aim assist all of that stuff tied together bloom is touched on in there um he explains why ads was chosen instead of just a hip firing thing and why you have decreased accuracy jumping it is an 
excellent insight into the way that they create craft and can change weapon balance and it is way more complex um, than you think it is and in fact i think he uses the spaghetti um basically metaphor or simile uh can you explain spaghetti code real quick diddy so spaghetti code is you mainly hear it from league of legends because riot games is a notorious whatever they do they use spaghetti code all the time spaghetti code is if i change one thing then that affects something else in the game whether it's intentional or not so the most exaggerated example is if i change the color of glow who it'll give Felwinter's lie 30 extra range yeah it's just something like that would be an example of spaghetti code obviously that's not true hopefully um but it would be something like that you change something and it changes something else unintentionally totally now Tess is coming to the tower. I recorded something Diddy before the show last week, but you and I haven't had a chance to discuss microtransactions. In today's topic, we'll go more in detail about it. For those who don't know, what's happening on Tuesday? Who is Tess? What is she bringing? What is silver? Tess Everest is, or was, uh, the special requisitions person in the tower, but they took her out before the Taken King to kind of revamp what she was selling. Because special orders, they went to the postmaster anyways. And then Tess was just basically redundant at that yeah. point. Um, but basically, she is returning to the tower with emotes. So like your dance, you can equip either point or a dance if you have the digital collector's edition items, right? Yep. And that slot in your character, you can equip emotes that Tess is going to be selling. Now, these emotes are going to be available with something called silver and Bungie is giving us a certain amount of silver to begin with, but any transaction after that is going to be, um, you get to acquire silver through your Microsoft or PlayStation stores. Yep. So microtransactions, she's going to be showing up with 18 emotes. Kotaku has reported that there will be shaders for sparrows as well that you can purchase. And additionally, like Diddy was saying, if you're currently a player of Destiny, you will have some silver in your account this Tuesday, October 13th. And if you play between now and December, you will also get some silver as well. How much silver, we don't know. I would imagine enough for probably one emote. The proceeds from the microtransactions are going to go towards funding the live team for the next year of Destiny. And we're going to be talking about that today because that's a very big uh, issue, or I guess just topic in general is how the DLC model could be changing I want to quote here from Deej. This time last year, the live team at Bungie was a ragtag band of about four developers who were scrambling to teach the Cryptarch and the Mythoclast some manners. <laughs> Over the course of a year, scored by game updates that delivered new features and playable moments, the live team has grown. Their charter to keep the world of the game alive with new experiences that everyone can share is unchanged, and they've added some muscle to help them carry that mission forward. Eververse Trading will be their benefactor. So very interesting, Diddy. At this time last year, the live update team was four people. That blows my mind right there. What do you think? That's very small. For a game as big as Destiny, the live team is people who press the go button. So like Vault of Glass hard mode, Iron Banner, Queen's Wrath, those kinds of things that need to be turned on. The live team is responsible for that, and they need to make sure that it's functioning before they press the launch button. Mm. And it's, yeah. it's just like, it's. <laughs> I think they said it in the weekly update. I think you just said it. Uh, they, those people need to have the balls to make that drastic of a change in a game as big as Destiny. You know, 
if they're going to change something that changes the player experience, they need to make sure that it's right and it's working. I think that statement is also indicative of, you know, four developers as the live team at this point last year, that a lot of people were working on the Taken King at this point last year, over this whole course of the year, right? What is interesting to me, and we'll cover it again in the topic, is how many people are on the current live team? Will the proceeds from the microtransactions be enough to fully fund Destiny's regular live content? And I guess that leads us really well into uh, the next little bit here, Sleeper Simulant. What happened this last week with the Sleeper Diddy? So there was a quest that appeared, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday this past week, uh, where you could awake the Sleeper Simulant and reddit just went freaking crazy the internet went crazy like oh my god this quest is only available today you got to do these steps in this order and then you got to build the sleeper stimulant and then we had to wait and we thought we had to wait for the next arms day not the case just wait a couple days sleeper stimulant quest was active we could complete it and we were able to obtain the sleeper stimulant finally through that quest yeah so you needed to collect four parts of the fusion rifle before the quest went live, I think, on Tuesday. I guess the secret missions, right? And those just randomly drop as you're doing activities in the Taken King. If that occurred, then you would have access to two secret missions. You completed those and got a little device. That device, you needed to complete three public events uh, across Mars, the Moon, and Earth, defending war sats. You needed to dismantle a heavy weapon, and you also needed to complete the archive mission on any difficulty, and that would give you the parts you needed to complete basically Tuesday's portion of the quest. Maybe it was Wednesday or Thursday, I can't remember. But the very next day, if you had completed all of that, you basically did a version of the, was it the Saber Strike or something? Yes. And then you were just awarded the Sleeper Simulant, which is the exotic weapon that was kind of billed as, it, you know, Yallerhorn 2.0. And there's been a little bit of disappointment, um, basically, about the length of the quest. We thought it was going to take months to acquire this weapon, and it really only took two days. If you contrast this <laughs> with the exotic sword quest, which takes a pretty long time. I got my exotic sword this week. Oh my nice. gosh, they are so fun. Diddy, do you have yours yet? I I only have the one. The Okay. Um... The void one, raised shrinker. Do you, is that something? the spinny one? You get like the barbarian spin, right? Yeah. As your special attack. Yeah, it's awesome, guys. Three ten attack exotic swords are <laughs> so powerful and just Ooh. super duper. Side fun, note: yeah. I did Crotazand with Lurker, Dell, and Zach. I think just mm -hmm. the four of us. Yeah, you can block so Crota's sword attack with your exotic sword. Oh my gosh! And then if you have raised lighter, which is the solar version, you just uppercut him. And he downs. You can just down Crota with a single sword. So you uppercut him and then grab the sword that you drop next to you and then hit him? Yeah. You can just oh repeat gosh. that. And you can That's and sick. because you can block his attack, you just drop the Crota sword as soon as he attacks, you just block it, uppercut him again, and then you down him again. It only takes one sword, by the way, to kill Crota. <laughs> nice. Very cool. Uh, I want to basically look at Deej's statement on this because some players were disappointed, myself included, with the length of this quest. So here's what Deej had to say. Yesterday, those guardians who had successfully foraged for crucial weapon fragments began the chase for the widely anticipated sleeper simulant. The revelation of this new quest was described as awesome by some others of you who skipped meals, lost sleep on the hunt for the elusive heavy fusion rifle, were not as pre-pleased. <laughs> when I approached design lead Tyson Green with a conundrum, he asked me to tell you this, and Tyson says, 
The response to Sleeper Simulant was humbling because we did not predict the community reaction. When we try new things, players often teach us a lesson about how to do it better, and this one has us thinking hard about how quests communicate their availability. Our challenge is balancing between the secrecy that makes these hunts exciting and transparency that could spoil the fun for hunters. As long as the community is giving us feedback, we'll keep seeking the ideal balance. So here you go. You've got hunters, people who want to look for secrets within the game, look for these exotics, these year two gear. And if they're time gated, like Sleeper Simulant was, it was just sort of let's turn the button on to make this weapon available now. Those hunters can feel a little bit left down. So it's this balancing point. You you get what I'm saying, right, Diddy? Yeah, it's it's the what is it, the sixth or seventh chess in Vault of Glass from last year all over again. Totally. There is are, it real or is it not? Yeah, people are dedicating hours, weeks, months into finding secrets in Destiny. And when there's nothing to find and you just realize, oh, Bungie just needs to hit the on switch. Yes. That's really disappointing for those people. You know? Mm-hmm. I can only imagine, you know, the reason I don't hunt for these things is because I don't have the time to do that. When I play Destiny, I need to do my dailies, do my weeklies, do the nightfalls, raids, etc. But if I had the time, I would love to be one of those treasure hunters because yeah. the feeling of accomplishment after finding something, for example, the Paradox mission, when that fire team just randomly stumbled upon the fire, the Paradox mission for finding Prey to this Ghost, and then Nacho, Aura, Rippin, and I, we found out how to do it. That was such a, a sense of accomplishment. Yeah, a thrill, man. It's it's that world first feeling, right? Yeah, and it's like, wow, I'm the resource people are going to come to to find out how to do this now. Yep. And when people found out that, found that basketball court in the raid, they were kind of keeping that secret close to their chest because they didn't want to find anybody else to find out about it. But, you know, we eventually found out and we just found out that's an Easter egg. You yeah, know? but that's that's the, like exactly sums up my feeling about this whole situation. The basketball court is a secret room uh, on the King's Fall raid. And there was, I think, the legend himself, a guy who's a very famous speedrunner in Destiny. His crew spent 17 hours trying to work out how to activate the secret of that room thinking that there was some hidden way to use it to unlock something further and luke smith tweeted out that it was just an easter egg just a place for people to be able to dunk the relic which i think is a troll i don't believe it's true but if it is it's the whole timed content theme the whole issue of it summed up in a very perfect little situation a lot of the year two exotics a lot of the year two exotics that we want are not available yet. They are timed content that are tied to exotic quest lines that have not been activated just yet. Yes, you've got your Telesto, your Hereafter, and a handful, but if you remember looking at the reveal streams and you could actually see the blueprints, there's a ton of exotic year two stuff that's just not available yet. So treasure hunters are probably disappointed because, well, I guess we're just waiting for Bungie to kind of activate this. And it raises the question in year two, this live content update team, how and when they activate these quests is crucial because you as the player don't want to feel like they're stringing out content purely because they've just disabled it until a certain date. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's an interesting way of thinking of things. So I want to hop into today's topic, which is all about this and the DLC model of Destiny changing. Salvaged relic data is now decrypted, not of consequence. 
evening, Guardian. Earn your honor, Guardian. Titan survey data requested by Vanguard. Kotaku put out an article this week after the update that Tess will be bringing microtransactions to the tower. A quote from the article. This is all part of a new plan that could start as early as this month, according to two people familiar with Destiny's development. Rather than sell big expansion packs like they did this last year, Bungie is planning on giving out quests and missions for free, sources say. This will likely involve big drops every few months until fall of 2016, but could also include trickles of smaller stuff throughout the year. That means the game's next paid expansion will be Destiny 2 in the fall of 2016, as has been known for a while now, and that it will be $60. End quote. First of all, Kotaku does not claim who their sources are with this article, so you have to take it with a grain of salt. Kotaku does have a relationship with Luke Smith in regards that Luke Smith actually used to work at Kotaku long ago, and Kotaku posts on Destiny a lot. I'm sure they have people in their midst who are familiar with the game's development. But if this is true, let's just play this out. What does that mean, Diddy? That means no Dark Below House of Wolf type purchasing this next year? Honestly, I would expect something on a monthly basis. uh, Okay. Come the new year, I think. Okay. Or at least once... King's Fall hard mode launches. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, we're getting five new story missions every single month. I would say maybe a story mission every month until the next major Destiny expansion, paid Destiny expansion. For example, like this month would have been the Sleeper Simulant. That's yeah. the content. Obviously, it was with the Taken King. Um, but once, you know, December rolls around, I think we can expect... Uh, a story mission here and there, maybe a strike here and there, just add it into the game because it's that would that would be our quote DLC for the month because if they're getting rid of the Dark Below and House of Wolves model where every three months or five months or whatever you pay twenty bucks, fifteen bucks to get the new content, you have tests with their micro transactions. You know that helps fund this monthly content. That's what yes. I would expect. See, we thought there was going to be a Cabal DLC and a Vex DLC similar to Dark Below and House of Wolves. Maybe those are happening and maybe we'll receive those for free uh, in this new model. I'm a little bit worried and hesitant because if it is like you described about every month we're going to get some new missions and story, I don't see that being as satisfying as what we had this previous year. Because I love the build up to an expansion the streams, the reveals, all of it <laughs> packed into one tidy package. And then it's, you know, this Destiny huge celebration for two, three weeks. And there's a lot of content aimed at a specific date. Whereas if it's just missions and quests, where are we going to get a new raid? Where are we going to get a new game mode? Like, I hate to say Prison of Elders, but a, a Trials of Osiris, you know? <laughs> I'm concerned, but I'm going to be patient and wait to find out more from Destiny but if this is the future, what would you expect? What does an ideal model look like to you? Not just stories and missions every month, because I already know you'd not be pleased with that. What would the model be? What would you expect to get before year two of Destiny? Or year three, I guess, Destiny 2, right? Gets here. Raids, strikes. What kind of stuff is you, the player, what do you want? I would want, um, I say story missions every month, but that's like that's the small things, right? Yeah. I would think in this model, you have different milestones, okay? Every three months, you get a raid. 
every two mm. months you get a strike every month you get two or three story missions does so, that mean we'll have three new raids before destiny 2 that would be ideal i'm yes. not expecting it i know i, I think know. that would be ideal i yeah. think that would be amazing you know mm-hmm. a cabal event or even every six months every five months we get a new raid and then every three months a new strike every one to two months two or three story missions or yeah quest lines mm-hmm. just something uh, because the whole reason dark below and house of wolves seemed to fall flat is because we got done with the content after the first three weeks yes five four weeks whatever it was mm-hmm. and we got tired of playing destiny because there wasn't anything to do if you have this model where you have different tiers of content so story missions quest lines that's one that's tier one think of your court of oryx runes right mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you have your tier one content which is story missions and quest lines tier two which is strikes mm. heroic strike modifiers maybe even older raid modifier playlist hell yeah let's do that um, and then tier three which would be a raid you know you have your story missions every one to two months and you're doing those things for that one to two months for content and then that next month you have a strike coming out awesome Mm -hmm. and then the month after that you have more story missions and a raid yeah content let's do that it would just be continual content i think that would make the most sense to me i would love it but we'll i mean it's hard for me to think that these microtransactions will be able to fund yeah. a development team and of that size for thing. a year. I that's, see a disconnect, don't you? Yeah, because it's all it, it's all dependent on how much Tess Everest's microtransactions bring in. And yeah, that's scary, one of the right? Reasons why let's do use League of Legends for an example. It's the most popular game in the world right now. Why are microtransactions okay in that game? It's because the game itself is free. You don't yeah. have to put a single penny into League of Legends and you will you can just play the game. Destiny, you have to buy the initial expansion, which is $40, $60. And then putting money on top of that, I can see where people have an issue there because microtransactions on top of major expansion DLC pricing, it it adds up. It does. Well, what happens, let's say microtransactions don't do well. Does that mean the live team is going to receive less funding and the game as a whole suffers? Exactly. That's the big risk that Activision and Bungie are taking with this microtransaction model. If there's not enough revenue, there's not going to be enough live content that launches. That's going to be an issue. If that's how they're doing it. Yeah, again, if that's how they're this, doing it. This is I don't like how it's being communicated. And I hope this doesn't cro- come across as like a complainy show. As a reminder, Taken King is awesome. Love the Taken King. <laughs> Destiny is at like the best point it's ever been right now. So I'm just speculating and, and going off the info that we said. They've teased some of this stuff on their official posts. It's not just Kotaku reporting this. Even in the weekly update this week, they talk about how the Eververse trading company is going to be the benefactor of the live team who's in charge of keeping the the game up to date over the next year. I still kind of believe that there'll be a Cabal expansion and a Vex, not expansion, I say a Cabal DLC and a Vex DLC. I still believe that in the back of my head, but if it's not... Uh, you know, we'll just have to wait and see how this whole thing plays out. It's <laughs> weird because the first year... They did this hybrid subscription model. You have to buy the DLCs to continue really enjoying the game. If you don't, you're kind of left behind. Vanilla, the way vanilla is right now, is you're left behind after a single year, basically. 
And then if they're doing this microtransaction model, it's like you described, Diddy. It's this weird hybrid. You purchase the game and you're expected to purchase the next large scale expansion. But also on top of that, do your part, support Destiny through microtransactions because it'll keep the live experience going really well. I'm looking forward to a real clear Deej statement upon all of this. And I'm sure he'll clear up all of our worries. Closing thoughts. Can you just imagine Deej or Luke Smith walking over to the live team Hey guys, you're not going to get paid this month because Tess Everest didn't bring enough revenue with her microtransactions. Sorry. Yeah. I <laughs> can see it more being like those big sad. plans that you have are going to get cut, you know? Yeah, like that Cabal or Vex DLC. We can't launch it until next month because we didn't have the funds to make it live ready. I would I would bet that they obviously have money sitting in reserve oh, yeah. just in case. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're playing out this hypothetically. If they don't get the DLC money, they'll see this as a failed experiment, but I'm sure Papa Activision has seen the success of Destiny in the first year and would happily, you know, help them through if that occurred. And honestly, it's probably the reason why they haven't officially confirmed anything at this point, because mm-hmm. they're still running the numbers, they're yeah. still doing risk assessment, and I, I don't think... Fingers crossed on this, knock on wood. I don't think they're going to launch a new subscription model without being absolutely certain it'll be successful. Totally. Good point. All right. I think it's time for... It came from Twitter. So Diddy, you asked a question on Twitter to our followers. What was it? Tweet us your preferred year two Iron Banner weapons, not your top tier predictions. What will you be using to impress Lord Saladin? We love when we get people responding to these things, because then we can put it on. It came from Twitter. First up is Steve Dave. He's going to be using Hung Jury, maybe the Boolean Gemini, if I can finish my quest, and of course, the 1,000-yard stare, as I burp. <laughs> Next one, Diddy, who is it? Ian Goddard, Soros ARI45, and Susanu, most, mostly because I don't have anything else. I think... What is a Susanu? I don't know, actually. We're going to look that up right now. We're going to look that up while I explain what the Soros ARI-45 is. I think that's a pulse rifle. I think it's Sassy, a fusion. The Susanu is a fusion. Susanu is a fusion. Excellent. Yes. Uh, but the Soros, I think Sassy, one of our good friends from the Pineapple Boys, loves that pulse rifle. Oh, really? Yeah. Very cool. At Papa Gaines, he's going to be using the Red Death Irene and some LMG. I got my Irene this week. I don't want to talk about it on the show because I don't want to promote that thing because it's going to become a problem. But yeah, it's freaking good. It's it's hilarious when it procs, dude. Rise Fitzgerald, Hawksaw, with boosted stability and range. It's godlike. I will say it's countered by accurate use of Red Death. You love the Hawksaw, don't you? (laughs) Yes, I love the Hawksaw, dude. Uh, It's a really good low-impact, high-rate-of-fire pulse rifle. He did hit the nail on the head. A good Red Red Death player will outshoot you, as will a couple other weapons. But it's a really fun game. Gun. Words. (laughs) (laughs) At Sky Hijinks, he's going to be using the Thorn. All right, man. Continue that nostalgia from year one, man. You do that and see how well you do. I think it's not bad up close. If you say it's bad, Diddy, you're going to get a lot of people this week. (laughs) Let me ask you this, and you know the answer. Does Thorn have a year two version? No. Iron Banner and Trials. Remember, uh, yeah. the level advantages are turned on. Uh, you're yeah, you're using a think. 170 attack damage weapon, Yeah. and I'm going to be using a 300 whatever. Come at Hi- me, bro. Hijinx, go buy a last word if that's what you want to <laughs> use, man. If you want to get that year one feeling, go buy a year two last word. <laughs> <laughs> 
Who's next? Devin, which is at Sensory434. Herja D with Counterbalance and Fittest Doc. It's a beast. Yeah, Herja D. Hockey Pulse Rifles are going to be awesome. Yep. Uh, At Just a Random Dud, Hawksaw, Hereafter, and Ruin Wake. You know, Hereafter in 3v3 game types, if you can get the headshot and the blinding light thing, is actually pretty good because then you just rush in. If you get the blinding light proc... You go in as they're blinded because I think it's like a seven second blind, which is pretty cool. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. For things like trials. Yeah. Use that. <laughs> Naval Fox at Naval Dragon. Fellwinters lie. Well. Same thing. Same, same issue. It's a year one. So good luck. <laughs> yeah. it's You need that higher attack. It's level advantage playlist, my friends. At only Tony C is going to be using the bad juju. Year two bad juju is very popular with viewers and listeners. And I know it's a fun, it's a good gun. I won't say anything bad about it because it's just a fun weapon, especially just keep giving me that ammo right back into the gun, man. The fact that pulse rifles are top tier and the fact that it's a very stable, full auto, high rate of fire pulse rifle that gives you super energy. Run your sunbreaker. You're going to face roll. Mm, Good point. At uh, Mecha Monkey zero zero. Sorry, I don't have my glasses in the screen's far away. Probably Red Death or one of those hockey pulse rifles. Maybe old Hawk Moon on the smaller maps. Hawk Moon is gonna wreck. Red Death is gonna wreck. Haka pulse rifles, indeed. That four. <laughs> if you can control the four shot, right? Yeah. This next dude's Twitter handle is awesome. At Matador sixty four. <laughs> I love you, man. You got me through House of Wolves. It's going to use the Red Death, a thousand yard stare, or a rare shoddy with crazy impact. And he's Vertigo. Oh, the Vertigo rocket launcher. That that rocket launcher is really good. By the way, love your. I like when people make gun accounts. <laughs> <laughs> At Pizza is Holy. Yes, it is. I had pizza last night. It was delicious. Well, technically, it was a Calzone. Whatever. Fell Winters, Kappa. Kappa, Kappa. <laughs> At Go Cubbies 83, Hawk Moon. Good choice. At Surreal Murda. All right, the villainy with 100% stability, nice, hereafter, and terminus. I hope they shoot steady, because I will be. <laughs> villainy, a lot of people like it. Aviator says he likes villainy quite a bit, so that'll probably be a fun weapon. At Tetrav, Red Death, obviously. Obviously, man, you and me, we're rocking that Red Death. <laughs> Speaking of aviators, I think you skipped it. Hawksaw, year two, uh, year two invective, and Ash Factory, year two. Ah. <sighs> Ash Factory. Good memories. Good memories with that gun. And the year two one still has that ridiculous blast radius, dude. Ash Factory is a beast of a rocket launcher. It did. And our final one, at Andrew E. Bush, Suros Regime begins again. Man, you're brave in the year two Suros. I I don't know what I think about the year two Suros, actually. I've not had enough time with it. I need to wait and see, I guess. Did he have you played with it at all? I have not, actually. But uh, for trials, I think, honestly... I got a 310 Monte Carlo. <laughs> I love the Monte Carlo. So I have a tier five intellect and discipline build. So I get grenades every 30 seconds and my super is insanely low cooldown. If I add a Monte Carlo on top of that, I have everything all the time. So ready for I'm this ready. new trials. I'm going to use Man. Monte Carlo in, trial, in Iron Banner. Yes, and trials. You get to feel the feels. Expected. Where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash whooshness. No, that's not right. Oh, my goodness. Twitter.com slash DTTS, D-I-T-T-Y-D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash whooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. 
Excellent. Remember to check out our friends over at DestinyTracker.com, the best site for tracking your Destiny stats. Head to our website, DestinyTheShow.com, for all the links from today and more. You can follow us at DestinyTheShow. Tweet us to be featured on It Came From Twitter. We'll try and do more of those reach-out questions. You reply to the thread, and we read it here on the show. Uh, you can find us on twitch.tv slash show. I've been able to stream successfully on my own channel twice now, Diddy, so I'm definitely going to look towards uh, filling a time slot over on Destiny the Show's Twitch as soon as possible. You can follow me at bbkdragoon on Twitter or check out my YouTube, which is also bbkdragoon. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. Good luck in Iron Banner, and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.